five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Celebrating the history of Sega. This is Sega Ages. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sega Ages. Tonight, we're going to be doing something a little bit different because I've been working, programming away on the Radio Sega server. Not only the one that I now own, but the website server as well. Trying to get the, the music that you hear to show up in the Now and Next playing bar. And it looks like so far that seems to be working so you should now be able to see what you're hearing the only trouble is by spending all week doing that I've sort of neglected to prepare for Sega ages so what I'm going to do tonight is going to be very similar to what I've done in the past uh, tonight's show is going to be all based on Shinobi music. Um, how it's similar is because earlier on in Season 2 I did a couple of shows called A Hog's Life, which was all based on the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play you some music on the Shinobi franchise this time. But before we do that, I'd like to say hello to everyone in the chat room. I've just had a message here that says my the title bar for the show tonight is wrong. I don't think it's that right. If it says uh, Sega Ages with Forever Sonic, it's not that far out. But, but that's good. I'll see if I can do that. The intro is it might affect the the encode of the show because I have a ten it has a tendency to um, drop the recording and that sort of thing. Uh, although looking at the encoder here, it actually says Forever Sonic Random Hour, so that's not strictly true. But yes, what I was going to do, Sam seems to have got stuck, which is very helpful, but what I was going to do is to Right, sounds back. Is to actually read out and say hello to everyone who is in the IRC chat room. Tonight we have Trigon underscore Spondy, A Winner Was You, CTR, Kesman, Pyrus55, Rad, Resident SD, Silver Sonic, The Mullitron, and Trekkie. Right, so let's play you some music. What, what I'm going to do with this show. Again, because I haven't prepared, I'm going to use the, the fountain of all knowledge that is Wikipedia to give you tonight's facts and information about this, the, the games. Now, because Wikipedia is known for its truth, everything you hear tonight will be gospel. So, what is Shinobi? Actually, before I say that, let's let's play you a a track because I've sort of spoken for quite a while now. So let's play you a track, and then we'll talk about the games.
is slowly turning into the random hour. Not only did I have the, the stream uh, tag wrong, I'd also forgotten to mute or unmute my microphone uh, during that track. I don't know, you just can't get the DJs, can you? Right, so that was the stage theme from the... I believe that was the Master System version, although the arcade version is very similar. So, what is Shinobi that I keep talking about? Well, according to Wikipedia, the role of Shinobi is most commonly associated with that of Joe Musashi, the protagonist of the original arcade game and many of its sequels. His name is a combination of both an archetypal Western first name, that's the Joe part, and Japanese last name, Musashi, likely being derived from the legendary Japanese swordsman, swordsman, swordsman? Miyamoto Musashi. Now, in the, in the games manual of Revenge of Shinobi, which we'll play the music of later on tonight, Musashi's backstory is told as that of a weak boy who first entered the dojo of the Oboro clan at a young age, and gradually through timeless practice and meditation worked himself up to become the most skilled and respected ninja of his clan. His peaceful existence in the mountains of Japan is shattered when the totalitarian crime syndicate Neo Zed rises to power and threatens to take over the world. The Obro clan is hunted down by Zed's minions, his master assassinated, and his girlfriend Naoko taken hostage. Musashi swears revenge, and in the ensuing battles, as chronicled in The Revenge of Shinobi, all but annihilates Neo Zed. When Neo Zed returns in Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, the ninja comes out of retirement one final time and destroys the crime organisation for good. So that's a brief history of Joe Musashi as Shinobi. And Shinobi's main weapons of choice are the shuriken, or throwing knives, but over the course of the series the emphasis gradually shifts, gradually, gradually shifts to Ninjato. One of the most important moves in the games is Shinobi Somersault, performed by tapping the jump button a second time at the height of the jump. The somersault is used to leap onto high places, perform trick jumps, and use the Hedgehog Shuriken attack to wipe out several opponents at once. The ability to run was not introduced until Shinobi 3. Another staple of the series are four magical ninjutsu attacks Shinobi can use to kill his foes, or improve his own abilities. The four ninjutsu techniques are Ikazuchi, Fushin, Karyo, and Mijin. Each level, is of, uh, each level in Shinobi is divided into th two or three scenes, and the final scene is always a battle against a powerful boss character. Standard Shinobi stages include Bamboo Forest, Dojo, Hong Kong-style uh, docksides, and individual complexes filled with biological monstrosities. Now what I'm going to do, I've got another two tracks lined up here from the Master System version game. The arcade edition released in 1987. Uh, I'll play those for you, and then I will read you a bit more about that game.
There we are, so we had the stage theme from the Master System version, followed by Mission 1 from the Commodore 64 version, and then the boss theme, again, from the Master System version. I'm not sure if the, the Master System tracks are the same as the arcade tracks, because I haven't actually played the game, but... But those are of the Master System version, which I have played. And in the... In the arcade version, and in the Master System version, the player controls a ninja, who we've already known as Joe Musashi, who has to stop a criminal organization called Seed, who are kidnapping the children of his ninja clan. Through five missions of three stages and four stages, uh, Musashi must make his way to Seed's headquarters and free all the hostages before confronting the boss at the final stage of each, each mission. At the start of each mission, the player is shown their objective, followed by a file containing a photograph of the enemy boss and a map display pinpointing the location of the next stage. Now, throughout the five mis uh, missions, several hostages are being held in each stage. Joe must rescue... In the arcade version, Joe must rescue all of them before he is allowed to finish the stage. The last stage in each mission has no hostages, but instead features a powerful boss character whom Joe must defeat. After completing each of the first four missions, the player is taken to the bonus stage, where he can earn an extra life if he is able to kill all of the ninjas leaping towards him. Completing the fifth, completing the fifth mission ends the game. Also, once the fifth mission begins, continues are no longer allowed. The player has to finish the game with however many lives he has left at that point. If the player earns a place on the high scoreboard, the number of credits it took him to get that score is displayed along with his score. Joe's standard weapons are an unlimited supply of shuriken, along with punches and kicks when attacking at close range. One hostage per stage gives him a power-up. Now when powered up, his throwing stars are replaced by a gun that fires a lar large explosive bullets, and his close range attack becomes a katana slash. Joe can also use ninja magic, which may be used only once per stage, and kills or damages in the case of bosses all enemies on screen. Joe can be killed with one hit, provided he is hit by a projectile or melee attack, but if he does not find himself in those situations, the player can touch regular enemies and just be pushed back without being damaged. Since most enemies appear in the same place on each level, it is possible to master the game by memorizing their locations and devising patterns to defeat them. Now, in the Master System version, there are slight changes. Okay, now let me read this up. Some of the play mechanics from the original coin-up version were altered for the Master System version. Instead of one-hit kills from the arcade game, the player is now now the player now has a health gauge that allows Musashi to sustain more damage than before losing a life. Although this comes with a trade-off that touching an enemy now costs now counts as loss of health. While the player still rescues hostages in the Master System version, it is now an optional task and not a mandatory task to complete any stage. However, rescuing hostages allows player to upgrade both their melee and ranged weapons, as well as restore health or increase their maximum amount. 
Additionally, rescuing certain hostages is a requirement to access the game's bonus stages, which now occur between stages rather than between missions. The ninjutsu spells are now obtained for completing these bonus rounds, and the player may hold up to four stocks. So that's the that's the differences between those two versions. Now I'm going to play you some music in the order of which the Shinobi tracks appear on the Wikipedia list, which is sort of a running order, almost. Now. I've read that these games are not canon as such, there's no flowing story from one game to the next, so each game should be treated as a separate entity. But what I'm going to play you now is the the next one in the series. Now this is Shadow Dancer in the arcade, and Shadow Dancer The Secret of Shinobi for the Mega Drive and the I was gonna say Mega Drive and the Master System but I've forgotten which version I've got, so I'm going to play you some music. One of the tracks in this batch is a Commodore 64 tune, because I managed to obtain it just before the show started. So that's enough of my voice. Let's play you some Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi.
tracks from the sort of sequel to Shinobi that was Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi. Now before I read you a little bit about that, I'd like to say hello to Paige and Dave, who have just joined us in the chat room during that batch, so hello to you two. Right, the Revenge of Shinobi will be coming next, but the lost my train of thought. Um, let's look at my cue. Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi um, is not much different from the arcade version of the original Shinobi. Like its predecessors, the controls of an eight-way joystick and three buttons, these being attack, jump and ninja magic, and almost all the players' moves from the original Shinobi are present here as well. The biggest change to the gameplay mechanic is that the addition of a canine companion that follows the player during the level. When the dog barks towards an enemy, the player can request the dog or can summon the dog to attack the enemy by pressing the attack button while crouching, allowing the player to attack the enemy. I'm reading this back to front, I'm sure I am. While he's being bitten by the dog. However, if the player takes too long to attack the bitten enemy, or the enemy has a strong defence, then the dog will hurt and he will turn into a harmless pup that will remain that way until the player either next gets a time bomb or finishes the stage. The dog itself does not appear during the boss battles. The player's weapons consist of an unlimited supply of shurikens, which he throws from a distance, and a sword which he swings when an enemy is near him. When the player collects a certain time bomb in each stage, it will replace his regular shurikens into stronger fiery versions, as well as his sword into powerful punches and kicks for the remainder of the stage or current life. The player can also use one of three random ninja magic spells that will clear the entire screen of enemies. Normally these stages, these, yeah, normally these spells can only be used once per stage, but if the player loses all their lives and gets a game over, they will restart the stage with two spells when they continue. Likewise, they will restart, restart with three spells from the third continue and onward. If the player completes a stage without using shurikens or spells, they will be awarded with bonus points. Now the master system again has differences in that um, it says the secret of Shinobi on the packaging, but it doesn't actually appear anywhere in the game itself. And whereas the arcade version consisted of 15 stages, the master system version only had 8, which were down to 2 per mission. Besides the boss battles, the stages in the version are based on stage 1-1, 2-2, 3-3, and 4-3 from the arcade version. 
in the Master System version, the Canine Companion doesn't follow Shinobi around. However, the player can still summon the dog to attack the, an enemy from a distance by crouching for a certain period and pressing the attack button. When the ninja magic icon changes into an icon of a dog and is placed over an enemy, then the attack can be performed. Collecting time bombs is now an optional task. Instead of being guarded, they are now dropped by certain enemies when they are killed. When the player collects all five bombs in the stage preceding a boss ba battle, they will acquire an upgraded shurikens that can be used during the ensuing boss battle. The regular bonus stages from the arcade version are still present, however the bonus stage after Mission 2 is a skydiving minigame similar to the one in the Genesis version, or Mega Drive version, in which the player jumps down from a high-rise building and shoots towards an army of ninjas jumping between the buildings. Right, so those are your facts for Shadow Dancer The Secret of Shinobi. Now after that comes probably one of the most famous Sega games, or at least one of the ones I've played quite a bit of. This is Revenge of Shinobi, and of course, during the trial show this track was mentioned, and sort of sung by Gabby. And if you're not sure what that is, the next track is going to be Chinatown from Revenge of Shinobi.
so we had three tracks there from The Revenge of Shinobi. We had Chinatown, we had Terrible Beat, which was the boss theme, and Sunset Street, which is a remix by Silver Sonic of Sunrise Boulevard. Now, Revenge of Shinobi takes place three years after the first game. The criminal organization Zeed from the original game has since reformed and have renamed themselves to Neo Zeed. Now, Neo Zeed decide to have their revenge on the Oboro Ninja clan and Joe Musashi by killing his master and kidnap, uh, kidnapping Joe's fiancée, Naoko. Joe, having received the clan too late, uh, Joe having reached the clan too late, manages to learn about Neo Zeed's plot by his dying master. Joe decides to travel the world to gain his revenge on Neo Zeed as well as try to save his fiancée before it's too late. The gameplay the player controls Joe Musashi as Shinobi and must complete eight districts before the final confrontation with the head of Neo Zed. Each district contains three scenes, the last of which is a battle against a unique boss character. Now like other games, the D-pad moves Musashi around while the A, B and C buttons are used to perform ninjutsu technique, attack and jump respectively. A key move in the Revenge of Shinobi is the Somersault, which maximises Musashi's jumping height and enables him to throw eight shuriken at once in mid-air. Additionally, some stages consist of multiple layers, such as the first scene of the military base and the freeway in area code 818. Switching between layer, which is outdoor or indoor, or on the motorway next to it, is also done with the Somersault move. Besides his regular assortment of moves and attacks, Musashi has the ability to perform four special ninjutsu techniques. Only one can be used in a level unless an additional bonus is picked up, or the Ninpo of Mijin is used to reset your life total. The four Ninpo techniques employed by Shinobi are as follows. Ikazuchi, which is the art of thunder, envelopes Joe with a shield of lightning energy that sustains damage for four consecutive hits. Karyu, the art of fire, summons four dragon-shaped columns of flame that move across the screen and damage all enemies in their path. Fushin, the art of floating, improves Musashi's ability, uh, agility sorry, by heightening his jump ability, and Mijin, the art of pulverizing, is the most powerful ninpo technique in the game. With this, Musashi explodes, damaging all enemies on screen at the cost of one life. The ninpo is a very interesting and strategic ninpo to use, as when Musashi uses Minjin, his health is fully restored, and he is also granted an extra ninpo attack when he recovers. Minjin, like Karyu, destroy all normal enemies on screen. However, with this Ninpu, I keep pronouncing that different Ninpo, Musashi's power against boss enemies is much greater. A variety of bonus crates can be found in each level, some hidden in the scenery. These include simple power-ups such as extra shuriken or health packs, as well as special items to gain lives or extra Ninpo attacks. Besides power power up some crates may contain time bombs these are explosives that detonate when their fuse runs out or if Musashi comes too close 
although he can walk out of the blast radius if the player is quick enough. Now there are several versions of the game, five notably. Because this is a Mega Drive exclusive, there's no... Uh, well, I say Mega Drive exclusives. Although this was released on the Mega Drive and the Sega Megatech and later consoles, uh, ports for that, there's no Master System comparison, but there were five versions. And these are due to copyright issues regarding certain enemy characters. The Software Revision 1, which was released in 1989, enemy characters resembling Ramblo, the Terminator, Spider-Man, Batman and Godzilla are present. Both Spider-Man and Batman are actually fake representations of the characters conducted by a shapeshifter who alters his appearance after sustaining a certain amount of damage. Additionally, Joe Musashi's face on the title sequence resembled that of actor Sonny Chiba, dressed as his character Hattori Hanzo from the Japanese TV series Kage no Gundam. And I probably pronounced that badly, as Paige would know. Software Revision 1.01, Batman is replaced by a winged devilman-like creature. Godzilla and Spider-Man remain unmodified. The latter now morphs into the devil when defeated. The gunner enemy soldiers with flamethrowers are also changed to bald men with headbands, altering their original likeness to Rambo, although Sega had the license to the character for their Rambo 3 console games, they did not use it for this game. Software Revision 1.02, released in 1990, has the fake Spider-Man now redesigned into the actual licensed character from Marvel Comics, acknowledged by a copyright notice. Since he is now the real Spider-Man, he doesn't morph into the Devil and actually leaves the battle when enough damage is inflicted, with the Winged Devil entering to replace him. Godzilla still remains intact. Now the version I've played, Software Revision 1.03, also released 1990, Godzilla is replaced by a skeletal dinosaur. Everything else remains intact from the previous revision, including the license used of Spider-Man. And the reason I played this is because this was the version that was used in the six-pack cartridge released with the Mega Drive. A modern Software Revision 1.04 released in 2009 it was re-released because the license use of the boss Spider-Man was only for a limited period of time. The game was subsequently prevented from being re-released years later. The 2009 release for the Virtual Console features a new specific software revision, this one, 1.04, that omits the Marvel copyright notice and replaces Spider-Man with a pink palette swap of the character that still behaves the same as the licensed Spider-Man. Joe Musashi's design in the title screen is also altered to remove his likeness to Sonny Chiba. So there we have it. Let's move on to some more music now and play you music from the next game in the series, the Cyber Shinobi.
celebrating the history of Sega. This is Sega Ages. The villains who previously tried to destroy the world, according to the Wikipedia article I'm reading here, they are back. Zeed's army is stealing plutonium from power plants around the world. Their goal is to melt this planet down. All the world's nations have joined forces in an attempt to put an end to this chaos. Thousands of troops have been sent out, but none have returned. A lone ninja has appeared, the grandson of Joe Musashi, the brave ninja who defeated Neo-Zeed years ago. He is the most skilled martial artist in the world and wielder of the four types of ninjutsu, fire, tornado, lightning and earth. He is the only hope. Cyber Zeed must be destroyed once and for all. The game is played by the player controlling Shinobi and finishes each level by running from left to right while defeating enemies and picking up power-ups, very similar to the previous games. Action is limited to jumping, crouching and attacking. Attacking is done with a short range katana slash, however throughout the game shuriken as well as machine guns can be found in limited supply. 
Each stage requires Shinobi to defeat every enemy on screen, otherwise he cannot move further. In total there are six rounds to complete, each one consisting of two to three different scenes. So that is the Cyber Shinobi. Now following on from that, we play you some we're gonna play you some more Master System music. Well actually that's not quite true. We're actually gonna play you some more 8-bit music, this time in the form of the Game Gear. Which I think if I heard some of this music seems a bit high quality for Game Gear, but we'll let you hear it for yourself. familiar to me. I don't quite know why, but that sounds familiar. Now, rumours of terror and destruction have made their way to Ninja Valley. The master of the Obro School of Shinobi sends their best students to investigate the horrible tales coming from the suburban areas. They return with news of a powerful dark force that has established a base within Neo City. The master knows that only a warrior trained in the arts of ninjutsu can stand against this menace. One by one, his greatest pupils enter Neo City to locate and destroy the source of the evil. Ninja Valley has lost contact with each of them. 
all are believed to be captured. It's now up to Joe Musashi, the Red Shinobi, to carry through this dire mission. As the oldest and strongest of his ninja disciples, Musashi must use his special skills in the art of ninjutsu to free his fellow shinobi. With their combined strength, they can destroy the city of fear. Now the gameplay of this game is similar to that of scene of the Mega Drive version of the Revenge of Shinobi. Movement is limited to walking, attacking and jumping. To compensate for this restriction, Shinobi offers a, a unique mechanic to add variety to the gameplay. The object of the game is to free those four ninjas held captive by the evil crime organisation. The Pink Ninja, Blue Ninja, Yellow Ninja and the Green Ninja. When a stage is completed, the freed ninja join the player's party and can be switched to during play. Each ninja comes equipped with a unique weapon, nujitsu, ninjutsu and skill. When the game begins, however, the player can only control the Red Shinobi, which is Joe Musashi. And his only form of attack is a short-range katana. The Pink Shinobi tosses bombs and can climb and walk on the ceiling. The Yellow Shinobi attacks the en with energy blasts and can walk on water. The Blue Shinobi, however, has a grappling hook that can be used to swing on certain pegs and the green shinobi wields shuriken and is the only one who is able to execute a somersault. This enables the green shinobi to jump higher than other ninjas. Pressing the attack button while he does this, uh, while he's doing a somersault and multiple shurikens will be thrown, very similar to that of Revenge of Shinobi on the Mega Drive. Switching between ninjas is done using the pause menu. The player can decide in which order the first four levels are completed, although as these can only be played through once, and certain items cannot be reached without using the different ninja skills, there is an optimum order to the levels. When all ninja have been rescued, the final confrontation takes place in the fifth stage, which is Neo City. The city itself is like a maze-like series of rooms, each specialised to one ninja skills. So that's the information on the Game Gear version of Shinobi. Now I almost had a bit of epic fail and didn't have any music for the next one I'm going to play, but just before the show I found a website that had the tracks. The next one is sixth in the in the list of games. This is Shinobi 2 The Silent Fury.
there we are. That was the music from Shinobi 2, The Silent Fury. Now, I believe I've actually got this game in the cupboard, but it doesn't appear to work, unfortunately. So I need to look out for another copy. Now, I've only got a small bit of information about this. Joe Musashi has to rescue the four fellow ninja, very similar to the the other game which we've just played you, um, Shinobi from the Game Gear, and which those four fellow ninja need to retrieve their corresponding elemental crystals before the final showdown against the evil black ninja in his castle. Now, unlike the first Shinobi, the this second this Shinobi 2, um, the first four levels can be played in any order. When the player rescues a ninja, like the first one, they join up with the player and the player can switch between them. Each ninja has a different magic power and ability which must be used in order to progress through the game. When both the ninja and the crystal have been recovered from all the levels, the final level is unlocked. Now each ninja has a different weapon, special power and skill. The red ninja has katana, which is teleportation. They can be used to and the special skill can be used to knock back boulders with his sword. The blue ninja, Kusarigama, has special power tornado flight and can swing on the special pipes with the chain. The yellow ninja has boomerang and shuriken, which has limited invulnerability and is able to walk on water. The pink female ninja has can use bombs, can brighten dark areas, and can crawl on roofs. The green ninja has shurikens, uses earthquake, and can double jump. Right, we now move on to Shinobi 3. And I'm going to play you one of the tracks I've played before on, the, on Radio Sega. I'm not quite sure which show it was on, but I've played it before on Radio Sega. This is Idaten.
every Friday night. This is Sega Ages on Radio Sega.
we are. So that was music from Shinobi 3, The Return of the Ninja Master. Now this was released on the Mega Drive or Genesis back in the days, and it is the direct sequel of the, the 1989 game, The Revenge of Shinobi. The game was originally intended to be released in 1992, and to be very different from the final version of the game that was released in terms of levels and storyline. Talking of storyline, the Neo Zed is threatening the world once more. The evil crime syndicate, thought to have been vanquished two years earlier, has returned. Headed by a man known only as the Shadow Master. Joe Musashi has felt their presence and descends from the lonely mountaintops of Japan to face his arch nemesis once more. He is the Shinobi, stronger than steel and faster than a whirlwind, the last keeper of the Oboro Ninjutsu techniques. Only he can stop Neo Zed. Now compared to its predecessor, The Revenge of Shinobi, the action in Shinobi 3 is consider considerably smoother, with less emphasis on difficulty and much more on speed. In addition to the ability to run from place to place, Joe comes equipped from a new array of moves and techniques, including a mid-air dash kick, the ability to jump scale walls, and a powerful running slash that renders him temporarily invincible. Now, besides his regular assortment of moves and attacks, Shinobi has the ability to perform four ninjutsu techniques. Again, only one that can be used in each level, unless additional bonus is picked up from defeating difficult enemy bosses throughout hidden spots in the level. The four ninjutsu techniques involve are very similar to the, the previous game, which involve engulfing lightning as a temporary shield, summoning fire dragons, boosting his vertical leap, and self-sacrificing. Again, the latter costing one life to destroy common enemies or damage bosses. So there we are. Now we're going to leave the Mega Drive behind, and we're going to move on to the Sega Saturn. Now this game, called Shinobi Legions, I believe in America, was called Shinobi X in Europe and Shin Shinobi Den in Japan. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to play you some music from that before I read you the information. So starting with Missile Transport, the music from Stage 9, uh, Fujiyama, which is Stage 2, and Kazuma, the boss from Stage 9. Here we are, the music from Shinobi X or Shinobi Legions.
was the music from Shinobi X. Now, years of civil war have brought the new ninjutsu code and its warriors to the brink of extinction. It's time to rebuild and find the next generation of fighters who will learn the ninja traditions. In this game, a ninjutsu master stands alone amidst the wreckage of years of warfare. In his searches, he has found three children who show promise. Two brothers, Kazumo and uh, Kazuma, sorry, and Sho, and his own daughter, Aya, and he begins to train them. Fifteen years pass, and the oldest boy, Kazuma, begins to reject all of the ninjutsu teachings, save one, the technique of strength. Obsessed with power, Kazuma demands that the master teach him the ultimate technique, which would make his power absolute. The master refuses, and Kazuma vows to return one day and take revenge. And Sho and Aya continue their studies and master the ninjutsu teachings. Now, Kazuma has returned. He has made an army and acquired the resources to build a fortress. Although the old master has died, his pupils contain within them the secrets of the ultimate technique. Kazuma sets up a trap to lure Sho into his hideout and kidnaps Aya to use her as a bait. The fate of the world now rests within Sho's hands. Shinobi Legions is a traditional side-scrolling action game which means that each level must be finished from left to right. Along the way, Sho will come across various foes and obstacles that will test the player's skill, including boss encounters. The gameplay itself is largely the same as that in Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. However, this time emphasis lies on the use of Sho's katana instead of his shuriken, and separate buttons are now used to control them. The four ninjutsu techniques from earlier Shinobi games have also disappeared. Instead, Sho gains his abilities by picking up various items scattered across each level. Among them are simple power-ups, which are yellow and red orbs to restore hit points, or temporary ninjutsu abilities, such as the Great Sword or the Bunshin Clone Shield against enemy attacks. Also found in each level are blue orbs called Life Spheres. Every time the player manages to collect ten of these, show gains one continue. As usual, some item creates bombs that will damage Sho if he's standing too near. Now to finish the game, Sho must first go through nine stages, each of which consists of several scenes, with a boss battle at the end. Once a stage is finished, a small cinematic plays to advance the plot. The final battle is against Kazuma himself. Now in development, the European version of Shinobi Legions, published by Sega Europe, was renamed to Shinobi X. Now this was delayed and released in 1996, where the earlier game in 1995. Shinobi X, due to the fact that Sega Europe's producer David Nolte disliked the original music score and wanted to change it for the European release. In a similar way that Sega America did years before with the North American release of Sonic CD. The whole in-game tracks were replaced by noted British video composer Richard Jakes, while the cutscene music were left intact. The European soundtrack is generally considered 
superior to the original Japanese soundtrack and closer in style to the traditional series, as Richard had the intention of resembling the style of Yuzo Koshiro, previous compositions in the series. The North American version published in 1995 by Vic Tokai had retained the same music as the Japanese version. Now, I wasn't aware of music differences, so maybe I should look out for the two versions, the Japanese and the European versions, and possibly play the music head-to-head -head like we have done in the past on Battle Royale. So I shall do that in due course, but we are now going to move on to the PlayStation 2 version of Shinobi, starting with a track called Patience.
There we are, that was music there from the PlayStation 2 game, Shinobi. Now the story goes that raised together within the Oboro clan, Hotsuma and Moritsune were seldom apart during their youth. I've got to say when I read this there isn't a mention of Joe Musashi in this, but instead Hotsuma and Moritsune. Now being the younger of the two, Hotsuma looked up to Moritsune and considered his older brother to be a superior warrior. Eventually the Oboro clan commandment was revealed to the two boys after they discovered Akujiki, Akujiki the evil soul-stealing sword that would be used in the ritual to decide the clan's leader. The commandment deems that the next clan leader must be determined by a duel to the death between the eldest clan heirs, in this case Moritsune and Hotsuma. Aware of their destiny, the brothers trained incessantly, instructed by their foster parent, Kobushi. Ten years passed as the brothers refined their techniques and honed their senses. The duel occurred beneath a full moon, and after a long exhausting fight, Hotsuma finally slew his brother, though he felt a great deal of guilt from it. Four years after, a massive earthquake struck Tokyo, and a mysterious golden palace appeared in the centre of the destroyed city. With the appearance of the palace came the return of the powerful sorcerer Hiroko, Hiroko sorry, who was thought to have been defeated and sealed by the Uburu clan long ago. He summoned Hellspawn to wreak havoc upon the city and all but destroyed the Oboro clan. The city's residents became paralysed with fear. With the Oboro clan ravaged and Tokyo on the verge of collapse, Hatsuma placed himself at the heart of the chaos, determined to reach the mysterious Golden Palace and avenge the death of his clan. Along the way, Hotsuma is also forced to battle the slain Oboro ninja and had been reanimated to serve Hiruko. Midway into his journey, Hotsuma encounters a young shrine maiden who believes that she is intended to be sacrificed by Hiroko and release a statue called Yatsurayo. Oh, Yats she asks Hotsuma to kill her, but feeling guilty over his brother and the similarity of the situation where the girl wants him to kill her, he is unable to do it. This leads to the capture by Hiroko's minions. Hotsuma confronts and destroys Yatsurayo, but in doing so allows Hiroko to absorb its power and restore his youth, which had apparently been his plan with Yatsurayo the whole time. Hiruko returns to his palace with Hotsuma, continuing his pursuit. Eventually, Hotsuma's childhood friend Ake oh, Ageha meets him and reveals that she's released Hiruko. She also reveals that the death match between him and Moritsune was not really to decide Uburo's leader, but to provide a soul to keep Akujiki sated. Ageha secretly worked with Hiruko to get him to resurrect Moritsune, not knowing that the revived Moritsune would become one of Hiroko's henchmen with no memory of his past. Moritsune kills Ageha and fights Hotsuma, Hotsuma then defeats him again. After the battle, Hotsuma breaks into Hiroko's golden palace, where Hiroko reveals that he had all along intended for Hotsuma to kill all of the Hellspawn and the undead Uburo 
so that their souls would fuse inside Akujiki. He could then take the sword and use it to rule the world. Hatsuma vows to kill Huruko and destroy Akujiki, and he blames the evil sword for everything that happened. Hatsuma fights and kills Huruko after an intense battle, absorbing the sorcerer's soul into Akujiki and leaves the palace. Now, I don't know about that, but there was a lot of Japanese in there <laughs> that I managed to stumble upon. Now, as far as I'm aware, this is the only Shinobi game to be a 3D action adventure, viewed from a third-person perspective. The player guides protagonist Hotsuma through eight levels that each consist of two sections and a boss battle. Gameplay consists of quickly moving through levels and killing enemies. The game does not feature checkpoints, but allows the player to continue from the start of a boss battle should they die. Combat is a hack and slash based, involving large numbers of recurring enemies. Hatsuma's sword, Akujiki, is his primary weapon. Akujiki feeds on souls, initially devouring those of the enemies he kills, and then that of Hatsuma himself if he does not kill any enemies for a certain period. This leads to an emphasis on killing all enemies in a battle as quickly as possible. To ensure that Akujiki's hunger remains sated, Hatsuma can kill four or more enemies with no more than a few seconds between each kill to perform an exaggeratedly violent Tate attack, which will then release more souls for Akujiki. The mechanic of jumping from enemies after dispatch then adds an element of platform gameplay. Hotsuma can also use shurikens to briefly paralyze his enemies. Three types of ninja magic are available to him. Kaen, which is an area-based fire attack. Kama, Kamaitachi, a ranged shockwave attack. And Raijin, which grants him invincibility for a short period of time. Interestingly, in the development phase, uh, the game was originally planned for the Dreamcast until the console was discontinued and Sega began creating games for other companies' consoles. The PlayStation 2 was chosen over the competing GameCube and Xbox because of its familiarity to the team. Uh, Takashi Uryu had to look up his name there, had become experienced with the console software during his past work on the Sakura Wars series. The console's relative popularity was also a decisive factor. The Shinobi on the PlayStation 2 marked the jump of the series to 3D, attributed to the changing video game market. The 2D gameplay of past Shinobi games had made consistent use of shuriken-based combat, however such combat had been difficult to master in a 3D game. Thus, an auto-targeting system was born, and the gameplay emphasis shifted to swordplay rather than shurikens. But due to the 3D rendering of Shinobi, it was decided to grant Hotsuma the ability to run on walls. His use of ninja magic was a recurring feature in the series, implemented as part of a desire to mix older and newer gameplay elements. However, his stealth dash move was a new addition consistent with the overall fast-paced nature of the game. Right, that's all the info on uh, Shinobi for the PlayStation 2. Now, 
if you are following the the list of games on the Wikipedia website, you will notice that I've missed a game there, this one being of the Game Boy Advance, of which I have no music to, but if you'd like to read up on that game, then it's not often I set you homework, but feel free to go to Wikipedia and look up the Game Boy Advance version of Revenge of Shinobi, which apparently is not based on the original Mega Drive version. Now it's coming up to 11 o'clock, I'm going to play you one last game, three tracks from what is the sequel to Shinobi for the PlayStation 2. This is Nightshade, which I will give you more information about on the other side.
those three tracks, Flame in the Rain, Mad Beatdowns and Metro bring us into the last game in the Shinobi series. Now what might seem a bit odd is that this game is actually called Nightshade, and in Nightshade the player plays as Hibana, the female counterpart to Shinobi's Hotsuma. She's a government-employed ninja tasked with the elimination of members of the Nakatomi Corporation, which is unwittingly unleashed Hellspawn upon futuristic Tokyo. She is also ordered to recover the shards of Akujiki, the legendary cursed sword that Hotsuma used to seal the Hellspawn the last time. Now Nightshade's min- missions are linear, and each one culminates in a battle against a challenging boss opponent. The core of Nightshade's gameplay is a hack and slash with accumulating combos of, on spawning enemies about the level. Using Hibana's arsenal of, of, of a katana, which is the primary weapon, short daggers, which achieve less damage but score a higher multiplier combo, shuriken long range projectiles, and various ninjutsu spells, the game challenges the player to achieve as high a score as possible while eliminating the opposing threat. Now Nightshade also includes aspects of platforming. With Habana's ability to dash in mid-air, the game requires the player to use this ability to bypass holes and hazards. Game mechanics restrict Hibana to only a double jump and an in-air dash before she falls, requiring the player to strike enemies in mid-flight to stay in the air. By doing this, the player combines accuracy and timing to stay in the air continuously or fall to their death. If the player has completed save, if the player has a completed save file from the previous Shinobi game, then Hotsuma, the protagonist of that previous game, is available as an optional playable character. He differs from Hibana in that, well, first of all, that he's male. Differs from Hibana in that he does not use daggers like her, and is only able to use Akujiki, the sword which he used in the previous game. Hotsuma plays exactly as before, with the same arsenal of moves and operates under the same mechanics as he did in the previous game. He must always be finding and defeating enemies to feed their souls to Akujiki, or the cursed sword will devour his own soul instead and kill him. And that is pretty much all the shinobi facts from Wikipedia I can read to you. Now there is an upcoming game for the Nintendo 3DS in no, uh, coming initially uh, words not coming out. Upcoming game it, uh, to be released in November for the 3DS. So look forward to that. Especially if you enjoyed the Shinobi games, or even if you're new to the series, it should offer quite spectacular gameplay. I've got one final track to play for you, as we've now crossed the two-hour mark, but what I'll do first is say goodbye to everyone who's in the chat room. We have Trigon, underscore Spondy, A Winner Was You, D'Artagnan, Kesman, Page, Pyrus55, Rad, Resident SD, Silversonic, The Mullatron, Trekkie, Voluptuous Spy, and Zebra. And we'll say goodbye to BG Ross, who was in the chat room earlier. 
and has now left and to CTR the same now Paige is currently streaming on Justin TV Justin TV Justin.tv slash Paige VGP currently playing Portal with Dave and they've been kind enough to have me talking about Shinobi in the background to their gaming session so thank you to to them for that I did have some news there were I, I don't know if you've watched Paige's car cast earlier this evening but I had mentioned there was some news now not only have I been well by working on the Radio Sega website server my own web server and the content server which is in the other room here if you remember due to the fact that the content server that Mark or Sega Mark had sort of died and with that there was a silence on the 24-7 stream and so Resident SD picked up the up the plate and streamed from his computer but instead of sending me a broken computer um, it was decided that as I had a spare one here that I would build a new content server but what that meant is because the servers changed location things like the now and next bar and the dreaded line 13 error we have on the website meant that we had no requests so the news I was going to give, or news I hinted at on Pages Carcast, is not only that the now and next bar actually tells you what is being played, but you should now be able to make requests. Although saying that this is news, it turns out there has been someone who has requested already, so I'll make sure their request is queued up after this show, and get requesting. Now I've heard rumours that Gavi should be returning to Saturday Night Sega tomorrow. If you haven't read Twitter, um, Gavi had proposed to Mina, and she had accepted. So congratulations to what was dubbed Mr. and Mrs. of Radio Sega, Gavi and Mina. So congratulations to you. Now as far as I'm aware, Radio Redux is on a... Uh, two weekly cycle, I was going to say bi-weekly but I'm not sure that's the right term and because Sonic uh, Rex Radio Redux was last week there'll be no Radio Redux this week so stay tuned uh, make some requests head over to Paige's video cast of Portal 2 if you're still about uh, look out for Saturday Night Sega tomorrow I've been Forever Sonic, this has been a sort of tribute to the history of Shinobi and I leave you with a track from the Mega Drive version of the Revenge of Shinobi this is the Shinobi thanks again for listening and see you next week